All righty. What is going on, everybody? How are you guys doing? I'm doing terrific. I hope uh, everybody's coping during these weird times. It's almost over, fellas and ladies. 2020 is almost over. We're going to be very optimistic. We're going to do our thing and uh, obviously try to be, you know, uh, shall I say, safe with everyone else. It is almost Thanksgiving. First of all, I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys will have a great thing, good Thanksgiving. I know some families are. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure honestly how how uh, you guys are coping it, but I hope you are. But uh, hopefully, most of you are getting together safely and uh, with your loved ones and friends, things like that. I know some of these this COVID stuff has kind of dampered some plans and and a little bit of maybe possibly the holidays, but don't let it get you down. Be thankful for what you have, not what you don't. The best thing is be thankful for, for the health, right? Our health, our kids' health, um, friends, things like that. Um, just like my mom says, man, you don't know when your last day here on earth is. So, uh, let's not get too down, right? So let's get into this podcast here. Uh, we got some guests here, Stephen Hamby. Um, I recorded him live, well, actually not live, I pre-recorded him and it put it on Dent Trainer. So if you guys want to take a look at that, I put it on, uh, excuse me, the Dent Trainer Facebook page and the Dent Time uh, Facebook page. I'm also going to put it on his I think I'm just going to do is add it to his main video as a free video so you can see kind of what it's like and, and whatnot. But he has a new tutorial, a personal tutorial on Dent Trainer. Uh, please, I just want to let you guys know that he took his time to uh, do this type of uh, video and he gets most of the proceeds for it. So Dent Trainer doesn't get, doesn't get 50-50 or anything like that. Most of the tutorials that people do, it goes to them directly. So if you want to support Steven and be educated really well on motorcycle tanks, how to set it up, different types of tanks that he's done, things to look out for, estimating, all that good stuff, check it out. I'll put a link here as well on my podcast, denttimepdr.com. You'll go there, go to iTunes. You should be able to see the link in the description as well in the show notes. But we're going to talk about... uh, you know, nervousness with, with people, uh, with Joe Garcia, he brought up some really good things about that. We're going to go into even more detail, um, educating the customer as always. What are some of the new things that we've been doing? What have I been doing? I'll get in that with Joe. Um, but before I forget Anson, Anson PDR, Anson over there in Texas, they are having a toy drive, an open house toy drive. And you just bring toys, and it's December 5th, which is on a Saturday. And I highly encourage you to come. It's going to be kind of like a, like a meet-up toy drive. And I'll be there myself, go join Cowboy Vinny. A lot of people are going to be there, and I hope to see you there as well. Just, uh, what was I going to mention, too? Gosh, I, I, I lost my train of thought here. Yeah, other than that, oh, let's talk about Den Trainer. Dent Trainer is always evolving, and and I don't want you guys to think that some of you guys have never been on Dent Trainer. You, some of you may think that it's just for 
teaching people how to do dance. It's not. It's it's inspiration. A lot of it is, but it's not. Um, there's there's something for everybody. And let me give you some instance. So one day you guys are going to need to expand, or maybe you, you, there's a good chance. I'm going to say you're going to need. There's a good chance you're going to expand your your company. And if you're doing things right, you're you're spread out pretty 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 thin. And then that's when it's time to to hire somebody. And when you hire somebody, right? You have to train them. Or you have to hire somebody who's already doing dance. Now I don't know about you. When you and not saying that there aren't guys out there that, that you can hire, but it's usually more challenging. Yes, they're pretty they're up to speed because you don't have to train them on how to do dance, but they're not really homegrown. And that's where kind of dent trainer comes in. Maybe you want to let your technician, that your future technician, get the basics, understand how to do things. Well, dent trainer is that good possibility. It's a very good possibility for them to understand how to learn to do the basics, the fundamentals, and then you could polish them and, and take them on your wing and, or her and show them the ropes. But you don't have to spend all that crucial time of yours showing them the basics. There are quizzes on Dent Trainer to help them understand. You could go and look at the same course that they're doing and just kind of quiz them yourself. Matter of fact, we're working on grants called PDR Ground Zero 101. And we're going to have different parts because we know there's always evolving new things. So we'll have different ones. You could either buy these courses separately individually and then you own them meaning you have a lifetime membership to that. That means it's not, you're never going to lose that. Or you buy a subscription, which is quarterly, uh, six month or, or yearly. And you can join that way and have access to all the videos at any time, all the updated videos. The only videos you're not going to have updated, ladies and gentlemen, are the individual personal courses like Steve Hamby, Jean, J Ma. And, and things like that. But other than that, anything in, its, in the gold yearly and the, the quarterly, all those videos are included. And there's a heck of a lot. And speaking of Dent Trainer, we're having a Black Friday sale. I know a lot of you wait until Black Friday to purchase a, your membership or renew your membership. Thank you very much for everybody. For everybody who's at the low grandfathered price already, because I think last year it was, you know, it's two seventy nine for the, for the year. Right now it's three hundred and forty nine dollars. That's the standard price. So, are we going to lower it down that low? I'm not sure. We probably will, but but either way, take advantage of it. Take advantage of it, and and get in the drawing. We're gonna have a lot of giveaways. So, I don't want to get into too much of that. Stay tuned. Go on the Dent Trainer Facebook page. Pay attention to there. You can see we have we put a Facebook kind of update um, little plug-in on our homepage on Den Trainer, so you'll be able to see what's going on there from there. But other than that, we will we will keep touching base on that and and massive tool 
PDR tool giveaways. Okay. All right. First up is Steven. I already talked to Steven. So we're just going to go right into his motorcycle tank podcast. And then next up, we're going to talk to Joe Garcia from Dent Evo. And we're going to talk about PDR anxiety. All right. What's going on, Steven Hambry? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. So I was, I've set this up for our, my podcast, but uh, you, you're live on this one. At least people can see uh, who you are. And then we're going to go inside of Dent Trainer and okay. going to kind of talk about uh, your course. And the re- that's why I brought, brought them on people. And just in case you're just jumping in and listening is Steven created a private course, um, individual course that he's selling on Dent Trainer. Uh, it retails for $100. I checked it out and it is very thorough. Uh, very good job, Stephen, uh, on that course. I appreciate it. And a little bit, we're going to go inside of Dent Trainer. You're going to take a sneak peek of, of what's involved. Maybe you can you know, kind of explain a little bit here and there um, what it was sure. about. Um, but first, I'd like to pick your brain about PDR and like how long you've been doing it. And then we'll start setting up into the PDR. So wh- where are you from? Where do you reside from? So I'm in... Um Griffin, Georgia, which is about, I'd say 45 minutes south of Atlanta. Uh Um, and I've been doing it for, I've been in PDR for 18 years now. So I got started young. Um, my dad, uh, trained me basically. So at the age of 15, I was going around to car lots with him and then we'd come back home and he had a little practice hood set up and I was doing little drills and stuff on the hood, kind of the same type of things that he did in his training. Uh, when he was with, he was with a company called fix a dent, uh, here in Atlanta. I don't even know what year that was. It was years ago, but, uh, dent wizard ended up buying fix a dent. And then down the road, you know, my dad started his own company back in 2002 and I've kind of been with him through all, through all of that pretty much. Um, you still with him? You're still with him now? Yeah. Yeah. He's. He's about to retire. He's how come I is, never met him. How come I don't know who he is? All right. Never, you, I've never he's, seen man. Him. He's a sleeper. He doesn't, um, you know, like the limelight or anything like that. Huh? No, no, he doesn't. And he yeah. doesn't, he, he doesn't go to the trade shows or anything. Oh, he, like so that, he's a so. real Georgian boy. He's a jo- <laughs> yeah. real Georgian boy. Everybody that knows me that doesn't, hasn't already known about him already. They just assume I own the company. Yeah, so I, I. It's a, it's a, it's a silent takeover. Here we go. Uh, breaking news! Breaking news! Man. <laughs> right. I didn't know that. I, I mean, it's interesting yep. because I, I would consider your dad like my stepdad. You know, back in the day, like OG, he would probably yep. be the same way right now. I'll be honest with you. Well, maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. But, um, that's interesting. That's that's good. Yep. So you guys are still going at it, both of you. And but he's gonna, yep. he's gonna hang it up pretty soon. You think? Yeah, he's telling me that this is going to be his last year pushing, and then he's going to slowly start to kind of like let go of the reins a little bit. He's already I already do most of the stuff business related, um, including the work, you know, actually doing PDR. Um, but he's he's going to slowly dial that back. I'm going to take on more and more of a leadership role until I pretty much am running everything. So. You know, you, you have hung in there a lot longer than, than I did. And, you know, uh, what my mom used to tell me, and I think I mentioned this in the podcast before, is that, hey, in order for you to become a good leader, you have to first become a good follower. And right. uh, I think uh, 
I think you've learned to be a good follower for quite some time. So I, I don't see any problem with you being and become an awesome, awesome business owner, dude. So uh, congratulations yeah. and tell your pops. I said, hello, that's interesting uh, about yeah. that. So what does he think about you becoming doing P MPDR like motorcycle tanks? Was he doing that first? Did he introduce you to that or you just kind of picked that up? No, that's, it's kind of interesting. So, um, he's, he's had motorcycles on and off throughout his life and everything. And, you know, reluctantly, you know, he didn't want me to get one cause you know, you worry about your children getting injured and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I did it anyway, basically. And, um, knock on wood, I haven't had any major incidents on, on, a, on a motorcycle, but, um, you know, started riding motorcycles, got some friends that ride and everything. And, um, I, I really enjoy riding motorcycles when I get a chance to. Um, and I just started thinking to myself when I started to see the, you know, in the ultra catalog, I'd see the vice stand and system for sale in there. And, um, I'd never done a bike before. I'd talked to a few guys who had and got a little bit of information, but most of the information that I got was, you know, negative. It was either hard. so hard, it's not worth it, stuff like that. And, um, I just kept, it just kept irritating me because, um, I'd not toot my own horn, but I feel like I'm fairly successful and pretty good at PDR and I ride motorcycles. So I thought, and I like motorcycles. So I figured I would marry the two. And, um, I actually approached my dad about it and he wasn't as enthusiastic as I was basically. And, um, I kept pestering him and pestering him about it. He didn't want to do it. And, um, he basically said, you know what? Fine. I wore him down. Basically. He said, fine. If you want to do it, fine, you can do it, but just do it on your own. You know, it can be your thing. And I said, fair enough. So I ended up buying the tools, you know, wasn't a company expense for our company. I bought it with my own money and basically just started doing it on the side. And I didn't realize, you know, this, it's been six years since I started doing that. Um, and it's snowballed pretty quick. Um, and now I can't, I can't, I wouldn't, when I started, I would have never imagined I'd been as busy as I am with motorcycles and getting as many requests for estimates as I'm getting on like a weekly basis. It's, it's it kind of surprised me a little bit. It's fantastic. So it, I'm going to get into a little bit more about that, about, we'll talk about, you know, how you started marketing it and getting into that because this is, ladies and gentlemen, if you, this isn't just, if you're tuning in and you think, well, I'm not interested in motorcycle repair. Well, let's, let's we'll, we'll get into the marketing with Steven, right? And it is, Hey, like you said, it's, more money than you thought, right? Because I I do yeah. I do some tanks too, and and I'll be honest with you, we'll talk about pricing too. I'm not gonna like, hey, I charge this. What do you charge? But I I definitely charge more for an average ding on a tank than I do anything else. It's not the same, right? You right. agree? You got setup times, right? You got yep the involvement. There's still and that's what's great about your your videos that you talk about these things. You show the type of tools. You show the involvement. You show different types of common dents on tank, different tanks and different techniques. So, but we're going to talk about the marketing too as well because I think that's important because you not only can you use it for your motorcycle tanks, you can use it for your general business as well. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Let's give me give me a story about your first time you attempted a tank. What was it like for you? <laughs> um. Well, the first time I actually did one, it was, it's interesting. Um, I had a guy that met me at a car dealership 
and he had a really small like pea-sized dent on the top of his tank and um I had thought about getting into MPDR before that, but it wasn't until doing this job that I actually made a decision to buy the, the tools because it was a small dent. I think I probably quoted in the same thing I would have quoted for a car at the time, which, you know, wasn't enough. And, um, he said, well, and I, and I had told him, I said, you know, I don't really know if I'm going to be able to get a tool to this. Of course I was doing it on the motorcycle, which I would probably never do now. Um, I was, I was, didn't know anything about MPDR. So, he tells me, well, I'm a metal fabricator. If I can create a tool that would go down the fuel opening here and reach back up to touch us, would you be willing to give it a shot? And I just kind of laughed because it was such a absurd thing to me. And I was like, yeah, sure. And the dude comes back the next week with this funky like angle iron thing that he'd made. And dude, I stuck it down the fuel opening and it got right to the back of the den immediately. I fixed it. And, um, and he was like, man, he's like, you did that so quick. And I was like, yeah, it kind of did surprise me. And of course, cause he was standing there watching me. He said, would you take the tool as payment for the job? <laughs> and I just was like, sure, whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to argue with you. It took me five seconds. So I, I still got that hanging up on the wall. And I jokingly tell Daniel that I'm going to, cause he talks about having his tool museum. I'm going to put it in his uh, tool museum one day. But um, that was the first one that I technically fixed, but after getting the vice and getting the tools and stuff like that, the first real like legit job that I had was on a Harley fat boy. Um, and in one of the videos that I do in the course, I actually show that tank and the damage that was on it. And, you know, just a little before and after picture of it and kind of talk about it. Um, but in a nutshell, the dent wasn't very big. It was like maybe a thumb size dent. It wasn't deep. It was on the curve, which is where a lot of them are going to get, you know, on the side of the tank. And when I originally looked at it, I was thinking it was going to take me maybe 30 minutes between setting it up and fixing it. And fast forward to today, it probably would be about that time. But for my first real attempt at motorcycle PDR, it ended up taking me a couple hours yeah. to fix it because I couldn't find my tip. You know, I was really cranking on it and trying to make sure that I wasn't making a high spot like four or five inches away from the dent. Cause I just couldn't see the metal flexing. Yeah. And it just, there was a learning curve to that. So when I was done, I fixed it, but, like at first I second guess whether it was something I wanted to get into after that first job. Cause it was so difficult, but I'm glad I stuck in there because once you get over the hump, that all gets easier. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's just, just like anything else, like glue pulling, you know, you, you think it's hard or it doesn't work. It's just because you don't know the fundamentals of how, yeah. like you said, set it up, looking at setting up your reflection, knowing where to push, what tool tip to use when you're pushing. So you can see the tip and what to start with, you know, one, right. of the, one of the tips I use, Stephen, and I think you use a little bit too. I use I like to use a ball uh, when I'm when I'm yep. pushing um, on these tanks. Generally, they have a pit sometimes and or a deep crease, and I use a plastic ball to get it started. Anything else will slip off for in for my you know use. Uh, what do you feel about that? What's your take? Yeah, it's it it definitely is going to depend on how sharp the dent is. If it's a if it's a soft dent and it doesn't have any kind of real depth to it, a lot of times I'll go with a rubber, like a one inch rubber ball or something like that. Yeah. Um, but if it has one thing that you'll notice with a deeper dent is when you're pushing on the backside of it, your tip does want to slip to the left or the right. It's really hard to keep it right in the center. Um, so the plastic ball that you're talking about, the little white plastic ball, I have that and I'll use that as well. I actually ground it on the concrete a little bit to just add some roughness to it. 
so it would kind of grip the inside oh, of the tank yeah, a little yeah. bit better. So it doesn't slide, slide, um, slip as much, huh? Yeah, yeah. And um, and sometimes I'll put Tessa tape on tips because I feel like it kind of helps grip a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I use I use a bunch of different tips. I like the rubber tips. I like the plastic ones. I've got the uh, the root beer uh, colored tips that yeah. uh, you can get at, I think, you at Dentcraft. Anson has theirs and everything. I like those as well. Um, and when it comes to tips, when it comes to like some like metal tips, it's rare that I use a metal tip. If I'm using a metal tip, it's for fine tweaking, like some tiny, tiny little textures or something like that that I'm taking care of. But yeah, I rarely use metal. I'm going to give you a couple uh, story. A couple. I'm going to give you one story. I was pretty much done with this pearl white, beautiful tank, custom color, of course, right? Custom paints, excuse me. I was just down to the last bit, right? I went to go use one of my VIP 2.0 tap down. Just did a little micro hide. And I went to tap it and boom, I blew the paint right off, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I learned my lesson on that. Don't use metal <laughs> tap downs, uh, at least not on not on the clear coat because of the, how thick the clear coat is. And before, I see I was t- t- doing tanks before I met Daniel Grom, before I saw anything online. And I was cracking almost every single one of them at the end. And I couldn't figure out yeah. what the hell, why am I cracking paint or, or excuse me, the clear coat? Why is that? I didn't know about heat. And I didn't realize that that tanks had so much clear coat. It's like ice when you're working on it. You know, if you don't use heat, yep. you know, yep. so, and I know you see, I show, you show that in your video and you show time lapse. You stop and, and you talk about it, which we'll get in a sec- get here in a second. Here, um, really interesting stuff. You you kind of covered your bases on on that uh, course. Yeah, my whole goal with the course was, and 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 I even say this in the course that if there's something that I don't cover, if there's a question or whatever, reach out to me. You know, because I tried to be as thorough as possible and go through everything that I could think of to get somebody involved in MPDR if they wanted to and give them all the steps uh, you know, that they are going to need to know. Um, so pretty much I just went back in my mind as to what I learned and and where I'm at now and tried to just take everything from start to finish and put it in that course. Uh, cause that was my main goal. I didn't want people to leave there with more questions than answers. So try to be as thorough as possible. But, um, but yes, in, in regards to the clear code, I mean, I do talk about that in the video and it's, it's amazing how much clear is on there and what you can kind of get away with um, you know, depending on the the type of paint you're working with, like metallics and stuff are going to be a little bit different. And I kind of talk about that in the video as well. But one of the um, first times I realized how much clear was on there is I had a uh, Sportster that I had to fix. It had a pretty sharp dent up at the top. And I got the metal, I got the curvature back, but it was textured pretty bad. And yeah. I was probably using the wrong tips. You know, it was an early, early on tank. And it was the texture was back, but it was rough. I mean, the, the surface of the metal was like sandpaper. I had it that fine, but it was rough. And I thought, well, I've screwed this tank up, so I might as well just wet sand it and hope for the best and just see what happens. And I think I sanded you 2000 grit. I think I sanded two or three times over that and then buffed it out. And it was totally slick. I mean, you couldn't even tell. Yeah. And my jaw dropped Yeah. because I couldn't believe I had gotten it that much better just by sanding it so i was i'm impressed with how much clear they put on there yeah that that's that's the great thing about it because it starts out super smooth anyways and that's why 
we end up with texture most of the time because it's almost hard. It's almost impossible to hide your push marks. Yeah, there's no orange peel. Yeah. At all. Yeah, so it's it's basically just calling you out on every push that you make. So the the great excuse me, the best way to do it is uniform your pushes, you know, make make sure that the the pushes are consistent and not super high or super low so you can sand right. it, right? Right. Um what else going to mention? I was going to say something that brought up to my attention on on tanks. Um see one of the first times that I I did tanks well, what I've learned in tanks, the first time I learned, well, number one, it was hard. Two, I didn't have a vice like I was using. I had to do them on the, on the bike. And that was like, I was like wrestling the, the, the handlebars, like trying to get into a different pretzel. Right. Were you, were you ever doing tanks on the bike as well? I only did. Well, I think I've the first one I did on, a, on the bike, which was the one I told you about. Um, and I think I've maybe done one or two more, but the ones that I have done that were on the bike were on um, thinner metal, so like like a Yamaha or yeah, something imports. like that. Yeah. And I glue pulled them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. If it, that, I would do that, but if if I if I have to get a tool down and opening, um, at this point in the game, I don't take the job on unless I can get the tank Off. without the bike. Yeah, same cause, here. Because getting over the handlebars and then trying to get your body in a position to be able to, you know see what you're doing and then have your hands up. And I just, I just, it would be such a pain in the butt to do that with the handlebars on there. Do you, and do you, with the vice, I mean, you can get a 360 degree view absolutely. of it, you know? So like when we're, when we're talking about in just normal PDR, we're talking about cross checking things and stuff like that. It's going to be really difficult to cross check your repair when you got a whole front of a bike in your way. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Steven, I, I totally agree. It's but if you are going to get serious about in PDR, you, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You got to get the vice. And I don't, yeah. I don't even touch a Harley tank unless it's very good access on the bike. Okay. Um, yeah. Otherwise there's, they're, they're, you know, bringing it to me or they're shipping it to me. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if I saw in the video, I didn't watch every segment part, but I charge now for mounting. So I charge anywhere between 25 to 40 bucks, somewhere around there to mount it. Because sometimes it can take me a half hour, 40 minutes to set it up right. You know, it's not like we, it's, right. it's not like you just throw it on and put some bolts on it. I mean, it's, it's, it's not the easiest, quickest way to set it up. You know what I mean? It, right. it, I found some tricks, but, but it's still a little bit, it's still a setup time. What do you, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's definitely takes time. Um, and as you go and the more you do, you realize which ones are going to be easier. Like the, I think Harleys for me are the easiest tanks to mount. Um, there's different configurations, but there's not, they're not too complex. Um, I can mount a Harley tank really quickly now. Now, when I first started, you know, it took me a while to figure out what the best positioning was and all that. Um, but anytime I have a Harley tank getting shipped to me now, I have no doubt in my mind that I'm going to have that thing mounted pretty quick. Um, if I get something that's, and that, and that also works for like older, like if I get any like 70s or 60s, 70s, 80s Hondas or something like that, those mount up fairly easy too. But if I get like a Ducati. Sport bike. Um, yeah, sport sport tanks, things like that. Um cross cross trainer bikes whatever those things are dude like, yeah, yeah yeah there's there's you you, you got to be kind of you kind of have to like legos yeah to be able to do that sometimes Re- and set. um <laughs> what i'll do as far as like my estimates is i don't necessarily tell the customer well i've got this is how much a setup fee is 
usually I look at the dent, I look at what the tank is, and I already know in my head this is going to be easy to mount or a pain in the butt to mount, and I just factor that in in my thinking when I'm giving them a quote. You know, I'll say, so, you know, it looks like you got a three to four inch dent, um, you know, typically, you know, on a Harley with thicker metal, uh, to mount this and fix it, you're going to be looking at whatever, and then I'll just spit out a quote. So I don't necessarily, like, cut and splice it. Um, and that's, you know, to each their own, the per the reason I don't do that personally is because I don't want them to think that I'm like, you know, nickel and dominum for every step. I'd rather just put it all in one thing and say, this is how much it's going to cost to fix it. And I know that the argument could be made that they need to know, you know, that, that their setup time and stuff. So, you know, I, I don't think it really matters one way or the other, as long as your final price that you're charging them is you know, a good price for the work that you're doing. Do you use a mobile tech RX or do you have a minimum that you, you charge for, um, for that? I, well, I, I don't use mobile tech RX. And the main reason for that is because it's a separate company. Well, I'm not doing it under my dad's company and the mobile tech RX account is tied to that. So, um, I do kind of use that in, in my pricing, but I typically, unless we're talking a very, very subtle dent that most people are not going to even notice. Most of the time, I'm between two to two fifty for a tank minimum, usually. Okay. Yeah. Um, but and that's, I mean, we're talking like a, you know, a dime, yep. something like that. Yep. Um, you know, you get up to like a golf ball, a baseball, something like that. I'm, you know, three fifty, four hundred. You know, it just it, it's going to depend on the access to because there's been areas where it's been a really small dent on the bottom of a tank that I would much rather have a softball size dent on the side. Yeah. You know, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna kind of factor that in in my in my thinking yeah because a dent closer to the bottom towards the edge has more locked pressure and it's yeah. more tighter yep. and, and god, you have no and leverage on the bottom of a tank either god hopefully we there's a petcock near there you know what i mean or on that side yeah. you know that that's the thing what kind of questions because i know daniel grom you know it, it would have been nice to have him on here but this is this is something that you specialize obviously too and damn good at it is there a, is there a criteria that you ask before you accept a tank? Like what, what's your, what yeah, are your yeah. questionnaires? Um, or you have that on the video. video. You have that on the video. I don't know why I, I want to yeah, give yeah, something, yeah. but you can touch base on it. I mean, sure. Um, normally if someone sends me a picture, I'm going to want to know what the year making model of it is. And I'm going to want to know if it's a fuel injected or carbureted bike. Those are probably the biggest questions you need to get you know, you need to get out of the way first before you've ever bid it or decide you want to take it on. Um, you want to know your make and model because you're going to know if it's going to be easy to mount or hard to mount. And if it's a Harley or an Indian, for example, I've got an Indian tank right now, the metal is extremely thick on both. Um, if they say, oh, I've got a, a Honda CBR or some, you know, sport bike, it's going to be a pain in the butt to mount, but the metal is really thin. So, um, you know, that's why I'm going to ask those questions. So I'll know if I'm in for, Number one, a fight pushing the dent because it's thick or a fight mounting it because it's awkward yeah. or a weird mount. Um, and as far as the fuel injected carbureted, a carbureted bike is only going to have two openings, the fuel opening on top and the petcock on the bottom. And a dent has to be in a perfectly placed location for that petcock to be of any use. Yeah. Um, the fuel opening on the top, you can get all over certain areas, but there's certain bikes like I had uh, this evening just before coming on with you. I had a guy send me a... Uh, can't remember what year it is, but it's a, a Honda tank. And if you're looking at the top of the tank, the fuel opening is not in the center. It's to the left, left, like offset. But the damage is on the right. So 
because of the way the backbone is or the tunnel of the bike, there's no way to go down the fuel opening from the left and then go over the top and reach the damage on the other side. So, um, you know, knowing if it's fuel injected will help you out because fuel injected bikes are going to have a larger opening somewhere else other than the fuel opening. So you have more access. Yeah. Um, and I always ask, you know, that's the first I'll question ask I ask for more pictures too, you know, if I can get them. Yeah. And, and if you can, ladies and gentlemen, if you can ask for video clips of it as well, that'll give you a, it's almost like being there, but some people, some people are, don't even have yeah. to take a video. Uh, and it, the one thing that I've noticed, especially with this is I will ask way more questions on a motorcycle than I will a car, not just because access is more limited, but, and I mentioned this in the video, most of the jobs I'm getting are shipped to me. So the last thing I want to do is have someone spend the money to ship it to me. Cause in, in my instructions, I always tell them, you know, ship me the tank, put a prepaid return label in the box when you ship it. So they already know going into it that they're paying for the repair and they're paying for the round trip shipping. And the last thing I want to do is not ask enough questions, get the tank and it, you know, them then be having to worry about what we're going to do with shipping. Am I going to reimburse them the shipping or what's going to happen? You know, so that's good I advice. try to ask everything I can before I take it on. That's right. And plus you don't want to feel like a ding dong. And saying that yeah. I can't do it, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, pissed the person. But I have a customer right now. He sent me a tank. I told him, wasn't sure if I could do it. He sent it to me and he's, I, did you get the, did you get the paid return shipping level? I go, no, I told you to send it to me when the box, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to first class it to you. Okay. Why don't you just screenshot it to me? Oh no, I'm going to yeah. send it to you. I'll, I'm going back and forth with this guy. I'm like, I'm not sure if this guy's playing games, if he really wants his tank back or is, or what. Yeah, so that's the type of customer I'm dealing with right now. Yeah. Um, but, but, but you can get some, some crazy people. And I think it's good that you, you do have a, a list put out and kind of like a protocol. Hey, okay. Now they're at step two. This is what I need. It just, you're just basically systemizing your, your repair process basically. Right. Yeah. Cause these, cause these people don't know when they're sending, they don't, they don't know what you, I'm trying to phrase this. They don't know the questions to, if you don't ask the questions, they're not going to give you the answers that you need to know if you're going to do it. They're right. not going to come into this saying, okay, well, this is what kind of bike I have. Here's the openings on it. I know you need to know this. I know you need to do that. They're, they're going to just do what, what most people do is they just take a picture of the dent up close, send it to you and say, Hey, I have a, a Yamaha CB 400 or 500, whatever with this dent on it, can you fix it? You know, and then you're going to have to dig and ask all those questions because they're not going to be thinking right. about you, that. You're going to have to interview and qualify right. your customer. Uh, that's basically what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, Steven, uh, I'm going to go, we're going to save the last bit to show what, what you, what's inside there. Sure. Uh, I don't want you giving away secrets. You don't have to answer all these questions here, but I would like to know, do you have any advice to give the people who, who are, and this can go for PDR too, for, getting more work for motorcycle tanks. So how, how is there any advice that you could, you can let them know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, the, I feel like I get most of my work through my website. It honestly, I wasn't expecting that. Um, we got the website. I don't know. We've had it for a few years now and I have an email form on there where people can submit photos and stuff and, and add for, ask for a, a quote. And, I get more motorcycle requests than I do for cars, which I never thought would have happened. Um, and the reason for that I'm fairly certain is because of the videos that I've put out there. Um, now I, you know, I, I really like 
recording videos. It's it's exciting. It's fun to like edit it all together and add music and everything, and then look at your final product and be like, oh, it looks pretty good. You know, show the repairs, stuff like that. Um, so I started doing motorcycle repairs and, and doing videos of those. So I don't know how many I've got, but on my YouTube channel, I've I've got I don't know maybe ten or so. And um, in the description, I know that all like all the stuff you put in the description gets into the interweb. And then someone can, you know, type in your company name or whatever, and then your videos will pop up in Google and stuff. So I would put my website and all that in every description on the video. I would say the website and flash it up on the screen. And I really feel like most of these people are finding my videos on YouTube and then going to the website. Yeah. And by so, the by the way, everybody, YouTube is the second most search engine besides Google under Google. Yeah. So yeah. People, and when you, I, and I, if you Google, I, if you Google dent repair, you know, San Diego, then websites are going to come up and then thumbnail videos are going to come that's up right. at the bottom. That's it's right. all going to be right there. That's right. And that's, it's, it's a soldier for you. That video is a soldier for you. A recruiter, shall I say, recruiting customers to your website, to your business, obviously to help you uh, get more financial freedom in that in that industry in that part so that's awesome steven so we're going to take a quick look on your um on your site here i'm going to go excuse me the the dent trainer site and we are going to go over there let's see here yeah there we go are you there can you see me or can you see see you okay yep yep um here we go so i basically I added you to the top because i don't think people noticed it because i was just finally looking at making sure i was put it put it there so here is your page if you guys go into your courses or you'll not go into the main course of the site go down and you'll see view courses you'll see the yearly packages six month the quarterly and then there you see stevens so let's go in there and check it out so here's the landing page and you talk about you have a little get started here uh, i'm going to go inside of this too as well uh, questions to ask a potential customer mounting a gas tank fender to the mpdr vice that's that's important. I don't think I've ever done that uh, on any of my videos I've ever done. I don't think more. I think, I think uh, Daniel did it a little bit, but not as not as in detail as you did. Uh, analyzing the repair and tank tools and techniques used, and you do have a list here as well. We'll go to that in a little bit. Uh, denim paints. So basically, you're saying like that. Um, that it's like that that matte, that matte paint, basically, right? Right. Yep. Yep, much harder to deal with versus way, a gloss tank. And when we when we were talking about there being no orange peel, so it shows every push. Matt like exponentially makes that worse because you can't wet sand, buff, polish. You can't do anything yeah. uh, to it. So your pushes have to be spot on every time, just about. And perfect. So when you go inside, you're gonna you're gonna see Stephen's uh, intro. Uh, he's gonna talk about what this course is going to be like. Um, and then preparing your tank for the, uh, for the fender. I really like it too, Steven. You're, you're professional in here. You, you break things down. Um, let's go into here. So this is the mounting gas tank. I watched a little bit of this and this was very, very interesting. I thought it was good. I, you gave some good tips on here because when someone gets this type of, uh, vice stand, they need some pointers here. This right. is a great foundation video. Are you planning to add any more videos or do some more courses in the future? I'm sorry to put you yeah. on the spot, but you know. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna do more courses. Um, I don't really have any 
in the works right now, but I'll, you know, if there's any more motorcycle stuff that I think to add, you know, maybe, you know, just some one-off videos on maybe mounting weird stuff, you know, difficult stuff to mount, yeah. um, you know, any, anything that I think would benefit people, you know, I'd be willing to, to, to put up there for people. And if you guys are listening to this podcast, I will have a link to this video here and you guys can watch it and see what we're talking about. Or if you're already a Dent Trainer member, maybe you're thinking about getting into NPDR. Again, this is a private individual course that Steven is selling on his own inside of Dent Trainer. So I would highly encourage you to purchase it. It is great. Also, there's a discussion on the top corner right there on every video that he has right there. And... Uh, you can feel free to ask questions and Stephen will get back to his access to this and he'll be able to uh, reply. If I see it, I'll reply back to as well if if I can chime in. So, uh, Stephen, this is awesome, dude. You did a really good job. Again, there's some links below the video, so it'll take you straight to uh, the the tool that he was using and then you can purchase it if it's something you're interested in and whatnot. So that is pretty cool. So uh, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, anything you wanted to add to, to that? Um, any, any more advice on, on motorcycle tanks in PDR? I, well, I say it. In, Go in sign up for videos. his videos. I say it in one of the videos. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, I try to be thorough in the video, so everything's going to be in there. But um, yeah, if, if it's, if I, I feel like it's, for me personally, it, it's rewarding. I enjoy the work. I know it's harder work and stuff like that, but um, I feel like most guys in the industry like a challenge. Um, you know, we get a challenge, it's, we fix it and we can pump our chest and be like, ah, I can't believe I fixed that. It looks great. You know, and just, it's, there's, it's, it's rewarding to take on something that's difficult and then conquer it. Right. And, um, still, still to this day, it doesn't matter how many I do. Every time I fix a tank, I feel like I've, you know, accomplished something and I get a, a different feeling than when I do a car and i I don't know if that's just me and I'm nerdy about motorcycles or if that's, you know, I don't know what that is. It might just be a me thing, but, um, I, I find it rewarding. And, and I say this in the videos, if, if I'm going to go into something, I go all into it. I don't like to, I don't like to do things, you know, halfway, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, so I get it. I, I talk about the vice and the tools and things like that. And, you know, I, I basically say in one of the videos, if, if, if MPDR is something that you just get a tank every now and then maybe one or two a year, and you don't want to really expand that side of your business, then don't buy the vice and tools. But if it's a sit, if it's something that you want to get into more, go all in, get the necessary tools to do it because it's the, it's the only way in my opinion. And if let's, I didn't let's have let's those face tools, it, Steven. there's no way I would even be doing let, it. Right let's now, face it. Let's face it, bro. I mean, we 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 make pretty good money on these on the motorcycle yeah. tanks. I mean, it's not you know, like you said, there's a learning curve to it. As right. long as you have the wheel to do it, um, but there's no reason why you shouldn't invest in getting more better tools. You know what? By, besides that, I really like using the motorcycle tanks. The the gauge of those tools, they're bigger, right? right. I find myself grabbing those half the time when I'm doing dents because it has no flex, right? You get, right. Oh, that's one thing important about these tools too, is that when you have thicker tools, the gauge of the tools, less flex, more drive, there is no delay in your pushing. That's why you want to invest in heavier tools or dedicated motorcycle tools because you just don't, it's not going to work if you use a skinny rod 
and you got all this flex, you're never going to get the drive to the to the the dent. You agree? Yeah, I would t- definitely agree. And I mean, on Harley's, the metal's so thick that I mean, we have tools. There's been times where the access has been difficult, and I've tried to grab just one of my normal PDR tools that I would I like have on my truck for doing cars, uh-huh. and I might be able to get to the dent, but the tool just doesn't have enough oomph to to move the metal. You yeah. know, you'd bend the tool before you'd move yeah. the the dent at all. So awesome. What's your handle? Um, where, where, where can they find you? I know you got a YouTube uh, channel and your Instagram. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you can search my name on Facebook and um, find me there. Um, Instagram, I'm gonna have two because I'm gonna have one for Pro PDR um, of Georgia or Pro PDR of GA is gonna be the car side. Dent Hogs is for motorcycles. So if you search Dent Hogs, all one word, lowercase, um, just like it you sounds. Find me. Say that again. It's just like it sounds. Dent Hogs. Yep, Dent Hog, D E N T H O G S. Okay, perfect. Yep, I'll put that in the description and, as well. Um, and if they if they if if they go in YouTube and they just type in, they can type in my name or they can type in uh, all of my YouTube videos are going to be under Pro PDR because I didn't want to separate my YouTube channel into you know two different categories. I wanted it all in one place. So if they search Pro PDR of GA um, or just type in, you know, paintless, you know, motorcycle dent repair. I'm sure somewhere in the feed, I know there's tons of videos, but somewhere in there, they'll see a video that says pro PDR on there has my name on there. So they can find me that way too. Awesome. Great advice, Steven. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, congratulations on your new course. I hope uh, you guys, you listeners and you people who are serious about NPDR purchase it, check it out and Hey, hit them up here and there. So thanks, Steven. I appreciate it, man. show your love head over now to facebook and drop a like boom, boom, boom. yeah this is gonna be a pretty interesting podcast we you know what it's 5 40 maybe i can get him on early i thought i was gonna give him a call at six there's no me i want keep you hanging rather than me just hear a long pause right mofo <laughs> joe garcia the reason why i i put joe garcia on here a lot is because he just totally thinks outside the box man oh hello what up hey what's up buddy how you doing how you doing i'm good man are you are you okay now or do you want to record later uh we can record now i'm in the truck i'm i'm driving home awesome so, uh, i know i got i got you a little bit early i was like you know i was doing i was i was already doing my intro to this podcast and i was like you know let me call joe let's see what he's got dude. Fine. is that you you, fine? If you don't mind yeah i'm fine if you don't mind the uh the sound of uh a truck you know what dude maybe we should bump it up to 6 30 because you know what? i got some food in the truck oh. that i uh I'm gonna. We pick up these uh, these little uh, meal prep deals from little this badass little uh, shop in our town. Yeah. And my wife and I have been surviving on those for the last couple of weeks, and they're really good. So I don't want them to go. Uh, no, no, no. You go. Things. You do that, and then and then we'll come right back on. Okay. Okay. Six thirty. Six thirty. Okay. All right. Okay, dude. All right. Bye. I'll be ready. Thank you, man. Bye. You got it. Bye.
but we'll give him a call right back. We'll give Joe a call back. All right, you know what? Let's talk about technique. Let's talk about technique. Why not? Might as well talk about technique because you guys are like, oh, okay. I want to talk about how not to make push marks in your your repairs. Try preventive. This is this is the mindset that I teach my students, that I teach myself. You guys have to understand that I didn't have a good trainer. My and I don't mean to keep throwing my stepdad under the bus. I mean, he was a great tech. And that's the crazy thing about the misleading things out there that you see really good techs out there and then they decide they want to train, but it's, they're not as good as a trainer as they are a tech or vice versa. They're not good as a, as a tech as they are as a trainer. Not always that, that way. But my dad was that type of tech, really good tech. Not a good trainer, not very patient. So what I'm trying to say is that when I was by myself trying to understand, at least try to figure out what I was doing wrong, I used to use electrical tape. Well, even before that, I used to just take a raw tool and, and by no means was it nice polished and even like the new tools today. But what would I do? I'd, I'd go in there and stab it with maybe a wire tool. And you weren't, it wasn't very successful because, because I was making contact on a dent. Let's just say the dent was about two inches wide and about six inches long. And I'm in there with a wire with limited access because I only got one small hole I can get the wire in. Yes, it's flexing as well back then. But I'm poking it. Yes, I'm getting it. I'm getting the dent out, but I'm making this crazy texture. Why is that? Because when you have a dent that's bigger than the area that you're pushing with a smaller, sharper tool, it's natural that you're going to texture the, the paint or the finish. The metal. Or if you want to put in pretty plain and simple, poke it up. So how what did I do before after to to prevent that? Well I used tape. I used electrical tape. Well shoot. Electrical tape's like trying to put ice skates on and and and, and then going out and ice skating when you don't have to ice skate. I was slipping, sliding, snail trailing. Oh, I was all over the place. Didn't understand that I needed, first of all, I needed better tape, better tools. Let's back that up. Now it's 2020. Now I teach my students. There's gaffer's tape. If you have a dent that's, let's say, limited access, you can't get a soft tip in there, you can't get a bigger tool, you're very limited on a wire that you can only get to. Let's just say you don't have any tape. You, you, can't, you can't even get the tape through the hole. You don't want to drill. So you, you people out there, a lot drill a hole bigger. Let's just say you can drill the hole bigger, but it's still 
very tight. So drilling a hole won't make it better. So if you're going to use a wire or a sharper tool, you're going to need to make smaller, tighter, micro pushes. Not blunt, big, giant pushes. Because of the contact of the tool, when you're pushing, is very minimal, very tiny. And what's happening is that you're only pushing a part of that metal that's dented compared to if you had a bigger tip that's pushing more metal. In order to really get it, get that dent up without poking it up, is you have to make, let's just say, a thousand pushes compared to 200 pushes. See my, see my drift? But if you, even let's, let's do that. Let's say you're trying to achieve the system. Let's say you're trying to do it in 500 pushes. You are going to have some poke marks because you're not able to push enough metal with that contact, that small contact tip. First of all, you want to look at, like, when you pick up a tool, you've got to be very conscious about what it can do, what it can't do. And are you going to use the tip of it or are you going to use a side load? Or even better, can you use the heel of the tool? Understand your tools very well. That's why it's, a, that's why it's really good to have a variety of tools. I like tools that have more than one purpose. I can, I can, like today, I was using a tool. I can side load it. I can use the direct tip of it. And I can use the heel of it. So it was like three tools in one. Those are my go-to tools when I can't use tape on any part of the tool. Because the heel will push not only like a, like a soft tip, but I can push more metal. And it's more forgiving without risking high spots or poke marks. It's, it's actually very good. A heel is very good on a sharp, sharp dent too as well. Another thing, too, is make sure that you're reading your reflection correctly. doesn't matter if you're using fog, lines. Move the board. I've said this a lot of times in my other podcasts. I'm going to say it again because it's a refresher. You're probably listening right now, either driving or pushing yourself. But be conscious, conscious about what you're doing at all times. Be patient. Don't overbook yourself. I, I book my technician generally three to four co- jobs a day. And mainly it's three, my technicians, okay? Because, and I spread it out, I don't want them to rush. Can I book four or five customers in a day for them? Yes. But here's the deal. I have an automated system. I don't want my customer accidentally build, like booking a job that's a $1,000 job, $800 job. And, I want, and then my, my tech shows up and he realizes he's only got two or three hours to do the job. And then he rushes. And then we all know what happens when you rush. The repair is not as good. 
that is probably one of the number one things why our repairs don't come out as well as we know it can come out because we, we give ourselves not enough time or we don't give ourselves enough time. I guess that's one of the best things having a, having a shop is where somebody can drop off the vehicle and then you can do the onesie twosies in between and still have all day or the next day to do the major repair. I have that luxury, yes. Sometimes my technicians don't have that luxury. They make the best of it. And you guys out there doing these bigger dents out there in the field, congratulations, really great job. Yes, I know, I was one of those techs too. But we do have to give ourselves a pat on the back, especially when we do a great job. And then we're doing one or two more after that. Good job. Just make sure you're doing a, the, the best job you can do. But let's say now that you have a sharp tip, you have good access, you have, you can get put, you have enough room to add a little bit of protection, which is the tape. There are two different type tapes out there that I prefer, I prefer and I recommend. Gaffer's tape, which you can get on Amazon, or you can get, a, my favorite is Guitar Center here in the United States. They seem to have the, the most thickest, it's got a nice rough feel to it. I don't slip when I'm pushing. And it's wide, and a roll of tape for me will last me over a year. And sometimes maybe a year and a half just by myself, but I, I train students all year long too. So it, it lasts me, depends, but I'd say close to a year or just under. Because I don't use the whole strip. It's so wide. It's like, it's like maybe two inches wide. And you can, you can cut it in thirds. I mean, actually tear it in thirds. And it's plenty for wrapping your, your tips. It works awesome. Now, that's my everyday go-to stuff. And then if it's really hot out, maybe I want the tape to last. Maybe I've got a sharp tool, but I want to I you know, prevent from poking it up. I just need a couple good, good, you know, solid but firm pushes, but not poke pushes. Then I'll get Tessa tape. Tessa tape is really, really well, works well for hot areas. Maybe you're working on a black car and that sucker is steaming hot. And if you put regular tape, it busts right through. Use some Tessa tape. The only drawback with Tessa tape is expensive. It's like the third of the friggin' size of, of Tessa tape. And the other drawback about it is that you're going to need scissors and you're going to need um, like a, or a utility knife to cut. You can't tear it because it's almost like Kevlar tape. Maybe it is Kevlar. I don't know what it is. But the, it, it, the Mercedes uses it for their, I think it's their heater hoses or whatever, but it's very high heat resistant. And it works fantastic, but I don't live off that because it's expensive for one, it's one little, one little roll is $20 and the big fat roll of gaffer's tape is going to run you 20 bucks. So use it sparingly. But, but going back to my point, it is great, great for protecting your tool. So there's my little insight on pushing, keeping it clean, moving your board and using Tessa tape or gaffer's tape. So we'll go right back to Joe, see how he's doing. All right, now we're gonna call, we're gonna put him on the, see what we got here. 
We'll, we'll give him a call. Hello, Mike. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? For the second time. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Sorry about that, man. No, no, you're good. You're good, man. Um, how how's your week been? It's been good, man. It's been good. It's been a little quiet. Last month was real busy, and that was good. Um, and then I just uh, used the time to to put out some videos. You know, some the- one that I've been working on for a while, actually. Yeah, and it's, we're going to get to that too because I, I was looking at your last video that you posted on your Instagram, which was really, oh, yeah. really, really good. Um, Thanks, man. So let's talk about. Do you think the uh, Do you think the election had anything to do with your uh, your stuff? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it was kind of welcomed, you know. I, and I tend to, uh, I also scheduled it kind of light. I, it's not that I didn't have any jobs coming in, but I just kind of scheduled them for actually for today and the rest of the week and even Saturday. And like I told you before, I take Tuesdays uh, to hang out with my kiddos and that's the real job, man. Uh, boy, <laughs> that's uh, the real work. Um, no, I know it's fun though. But, and then Monday, I, uh, like I said, I use that time to, uh, to just polish up those videos and put them out there. And, and cause I mean, that's become a big part of the game now for me and for everybody, I think really. Well, anybody who takes advantage of that, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's the thing. I mean, I in two thousand six, that's when I I realized I go, man, I gotta I gotta do more things for 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 video, you know. Um, yeah, you, you started early, man. I did, but you know what? I didn't. Uh, I was looking at right now. There's a lot of other guys out there getting on on YouTube and starting their channel and doing really well. Which I right. think is fantastic. Um, I just like I pretty much I like to have balance, you know. I don't want to be just on one platform, and my, and the reason why I say that is because you never know which platform's not going to is gonna not say collapse, but kind of yeah. goes through go you know everything goes through a little rut here and there. So I just kind of like like to be a little more even across. So sure, sure. Um, so you're on you're on TikTok now, right? You know, I kind of dropped TikTok. Okay. Um, the reason why is because when Instagram got Reels, I I went I I started doing that because I was like, man, why am I, I'm gonna I'm gonna spread myself thin? I was, I just don't think it's ready, quite ready for, for for the PDR industry because I for six months I was kind of you know playing with it. I just didn't right. see I didn't see any big benefit right off the way off the bat. So that's why I'm. I kind of held back off. I'm not saying I won't go ever go back on TikTok. I just at yeah. this moment for me, I don't think it's it's worth my my time right now. Sure. Are you yeah, on TikTok? I, I was no, no, man. And I was halfway joking just because I I've come to realize, you know, I saw that uh is that viral video of the guy on the skateboard, you know? He's like, you know, drinking the cranberry juice. Have you seen that? Oh, the, yeah, the dream. My wife showed it to me. The dream, like, yeah. uh, what's what, what's their name? The Fleetwood Mac, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, it's you know, it's big right now. But uh, you know, it was kind of. I thought, great. Here's another another platform that I got to be on. And uh, but you know, hey, the the argument is that that's going to be the future of 
our future customers, you know? It, it is. It's, it's it basically is. kids, right? It is. Hey, here, here's what it comes down to, Joe. Um, as long as you're passionate about something that, you know, that, that you want to do in any platform, keep doing it because that's what really matters. You know, um, if you really, in, first of all, enjoy what you're doing. If you don't like doing videos, do something else that is fun for your business. Uh, and and yeah. if, that, if none of those things are fun for your business, I'm not sure if you're in the right business then. Yeah, you you got to be excited about your business. Definitely. Um, it's great. Yeah, but going to answer your question too, I'm trying not to, you know, I felt sounds like I'm hesitating because I've got, I feel like I've got a sneeze and I'm not quite sneezing. So, oh man, man. do what you got to do, brother. <laughs> um, I was going to mention here, my other topic was, uh, gosh, dang, I, I got, now I got my, my transition got, I got messed up here. Oh, the, the election. I, I was slow for about a week and a half, dude. When this stuff was getting all hairy, everything was like, like all of a sudden it just slowed down. And now, okay. now it picked up again. So, yeah. Um, of right. course, it seems like okay. I, and, you know I've, we've been in this game long enough. Do you do you feel like this? It's it does that almost every election. It gets kind of weird, weird at the yeah. end. I I actually had this conversation with somebody today, and it was at a dealership, one of my last of the Mohicans accounts. Um, and uh, gentleman was saying exactly what you just said that. Like he said, because I asked him the first question we always ask is, "Are you busy? You know, have you guys been selling cars?" And and he said, "We've been slow this week and last week, but um, he said it was the same way four years ago." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny that now we we've been in the business. Now we pay attention. Before, when I was younger, I didn't give a crap who was president, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. You know I, mean? I don't care. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever cared as much as this year. Yeah, that's for sure. I, yeah, I, 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 I was like looking at the third, you know, the, a third option. To be honest, yeah, exa- dude, trust me, man. I, I'm not, I'm not, I want to turn this into a political conversation, yeah. but you know, you know how it is, dude. So oh, yeah. it was interesting to say the least, right? So, oh yeah, yeah um, we're, we are definitely in interesting times, friend. That's for sure. We are. So let's talk about platforms though, real quick, before we get into our topic, dude. Um, okay. Yeah, I personally I feel Facebook is is uh it, it's it's different now these days. What do you think? Like the personal Facebook stuff. What do you what do you think? You're asking the wrong guy, dude. You're not uh, on it. I I've I've never well, I briefly was on it years ago and I I went in and went out cuz I just don't yeah. I it's I think I explained. I touched on it last time or one of the other Okay, good. We well, had you're that, the smart one then. That, Maybe, maybe not, you know, because I'm kind of out of, it leaves me out of the loop, but I kind of feel like, you know, the more I hear people talk all over the place, like they're, they're dropping Facebook and we've talked about this before you and I were, uh, it's, it causes, uh, stress and anxiety for a lot of people. I'm noticing that. Yeah. I, I have to agree. I wouldn't say it's causing anxiety for me or anything like that. I just, uh, it's just, it's, it, it feels, uh, I can feel, I can tell if you don't understand Facebook and what it's purpose for, if you don't use it for the right purpose, uh, it can be very toxic. You know, it, it can influence yeah. you in the, in the wrong way. Maybe your mentality, maybe the way, maybe the way you feel about yourself, things like that. Right. So that's why, oh, yeah. that's what I mean by toxic. 
Uh, I personally, uh, and you know, maybe this is TMI, but ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen me on my personal Facebook pages, because I decided to take a diet off of Facebook saying, okay, I'm not going to be posting anything on my own timeline or, or reading other people's posts because I feel like to me personally, it was a little, I wasn't productive. And this is towards PDR guys. I'm not trying to, I'm not going off a different topic. I'm saying because I felt like it was taken away what I was supposed to be doing. And I've always said that, but I really felt like he was trying to control me. And, Mm -hmm. and so I use strictly the part, the only Facebook part I use is, is for dent time and dent trainer. And I try to keep it as business as, as, as possible. So, and I don't share my business stuff very, very little. Do I, do I post my business stuff on my personal page? And then, yeah. and then anyways, I, I'm, and, and I don't know why, maybe I'll leave this in. No, <laughs> no, man. That, I think, I think you should keep it. You know, um, and cause I was going to tell you, uh, you have a burden that most of us don't and that, you know, you're, you're kind of like, you're the voice of our industry, let's face it. And, and on top of that, you know, there's a lot of people that, that really, that you inspire, Mike, they, they, look to you for the inspiration and, and i'm sure that they're missing your posts on facebook i don't you know, know or I, your interaction yeah i don't know about that but you know but uh, you're being to say the least i i i i am because i really feel that way but you know and here's the deal people people love to hear you joe because you're they don't know you are who you are and you you come with a different take you're not on Facebook. You're not, you know, bugging the hell out of and making a live video like I am every other day or every two twice a day. But you, ha- you're, a, you're a, you're a grinder. You're, you're a tech that's out there, you know, making a living. Uh, got a family. All you care about is is educating the customer and doing a great job. And that's honestly, Joe. I mean, you can't ask for a better guest than that. And if you, ladies and gentlemen, if you look up Dent Evo, Joe Garcia, you're going to see exactly that I described into a T. Go check it out. Go, go check out his Instagram and check out the video. So this, we're going to set that video up too right now. And then we're going to, you and I are going to get into that topic. Like you said, the nervousness about going to a job. I saw Jamie Stark's post and I did watch it. It was interesting. So it was interesting. Yeah, it's bold very bold and brave and it's something that uh i think i would guess that most of us feel and even even still i mean all these years what what would you call that i feel that and what would you call that what's that what do you what do you what do you call that i mean i honestly joe i guess i'm told polar opposite i don't I, i don't get i don't get nervous really yeah maybe i did back in the day i can remember feeling like that when I was unsure about myself and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that yeah. it's not uncommon at all, right? Because now I'm super comfortable with, with myself and how I talk to customers and yeah. things like that. But I, you know, forgive me, I'm not trying to be self-righteous. I'm just saying I, I don't, I don't have that feeling. And that's probably why I've never brought the topic up because I didn't realize there are some people out there that, that do or have that sure. as much. So yeah, well, I think it's all relative, you know, because like something that, well, well first of all, there's different kinds of, because like, Jimmy's uh, video was, he was being honest about some anxiety that he was feeling about going and doing this 
pristine, brand new BMW for his customer, and he wanted to make it perfect. And and you know, um, I thought that was really cool because, you know, like I said, it's all relative. And well, to go back to your listeners, and you know, I, I've heard lots of encouraging words and so much good positive feedback from your listeners by the way and these are people that run the the full spectrum of of technical skill and pdr skill uh, you got on one end I've, I've heard great things from these pdr vets badasses in our industry and all the way to people that there's been a couple that have not even pushed ever they're considering getting into our industry and wow. they're considered and and that's because they precisely because they're feeling a sense of anxiety because their careers are changing right now one guy and i could tell you more later about him a really cool dude reached out to me on instagram and uh you know positive feedback once again from one of the interviews i, I did with you on, on one of your other episodes anyway and this gentleman was in the restaurant business and he's he's in a transition right now. He's looking to learn PDR. And uh, he my point here is that every one of those individuals from one end to the other is going to experience some anxiety oh, yeah. at some level and, and differently and, and uniquely to them. Um, and I think where I started was that I, I feel like there's good anxiety and then there's bad anxiety, but PDR anxiety is mostly good anxiety because usually what it means is that you want to do good. Yes. You're going to do, you want to do good. You care. Like Jim said, he gave a shit, right? That's why he, that's why he felt that. And then usually it means you're growing. You're going to be empowered after this situation that you're going to put yourself in. That, that's right. And you know what, now that you're saying that, okay, because when I train students, right, here, let me, let me set this up, Joe, and you can probably relate to it. So they, they're nervous when they get there at, you know, training, first day of training, first week. I bet. They are besides themselves because the first week is boot camp, right? It makes you, okay. it makes you doubt. It, it doubt, it, it makes them doubt that they made the right decision because it's so much harder than they thought it was going to be. But after the second week, they, they're fine. They're, they're, they're getting comfortable. Third week, they're getting comfortable. Fourth week, it hits them again like a freight train. Oh, shit. I'm going to be out on my own. Oh, wow. I'm going to be, I'm like, I'm going to go do this now and I'm going to go work on someone's car. And then they get that anxiety. And oh, yeah. I forgot about that, you know, and I forget, I forget about that anxiety. But I, but what kind of, kind of surprised me is that, do you still get like that? I mean, do, do you think veteran techs still get like that? Like after four, you know, they're in their fifth year or so, or what do you, what do you think? Um, you know what, man? Um, usually if I've bitten off more than I can chew, which once in a while I do that, you know, and that's how you push yourself. Yeah. Though. And, and at that point when it starts, I think what happens now is, and for a long time I've, I've learned that that anxiety is a positive thing. Um, it's more or less like uh, excitement. You know, some people do that. They say, okay, I'm nervous because I'm going to speak in front of people, which, you know, would scare the shit out of me, quite frankly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but 
they say they tell them they fool themselves into believing this is excitement not anxiety you know but um but i think i've had a emotionally i've had that program working for the technical aspects and then the other thing mike is when i've um when i have felt that way in any recent times it was usually because i didn't set up the set things up properly like being clear and and 100 transparent with my customer or uh you know being uh just I, I didn't have a good enough rapport with them you know and or having a good i having a good system you know or framework like you say and i think that's probably why you don't feel that anymore i mean you've been doing it for a long time but you've got all these these systems in place that mitigate the risk of any things going wrong you know so you don't you don't feel anxiety you're you're in the the promised land you know oh. because you've set it up for that way because probably from the early years when you were feeling all that anxiety when you're driving out when you were mobile and you're driving out to to a customer's location and you didn't even know if it was something you're going to fix and maybe you were driving far away and you you're right. you thought oh man i mean this could be a total waste of my time yeah the, i i can tell you one hundo, you're you're right. What about what about the anxiety that cust right, excuse me, that people have to make up a price in their head when they don't have a price system yet? There you and, go. And they're 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 wondering if the customer's gonna say yay or nay. And then how what's their counter gonna be if they ask them to go lower or whatnot, you know? Right. That is now that anxiety I can I I can relate to, and that wasn't too long ago, really to be honest with you. I'm not talking long ago. I mean like a couple, four years ago or whatever. That was my anxiety yeah. all the time because I didn't want to lose the job. But at yep. the same time, I want to sell myself out either. I, right. And and it's not because we didn't, couldn't do the job. We just, we just I, it, there's a lot of, a lot of different reasons. You know, Joe, what I say to a lot of people and I even speak like this, I said, Listen, it's it's completely okay to doubt your skills. It really is. You know, you don't know until you try. But never, ever, ever doubt yourself. Believe in yourself. Never, never don't believe in yourself. And that's what helps people understand the difference between trying and not like making yourself feel bad. Because when you don't believe in yourself, everything else goes to shit. Yeah. And that's, that's the truth. It all starts with your thinking and how mental you are. And that really helps you get, like you say, get through the anxiety or what you would say, if you want to say it, excitement. And I think for the majority of it, it is excitement. Nervousness is a good thing because, like you said, you give a crap. So... I I, so, I didn't think about that too much about that. That's, that's a good point, though. Well, what what do you say, Mike, to the person that doesn't believe in themselves? Because I mean, I think like there's got to be that person out there that they're trying, they're really trying, and then and it's not coming together. And I know this because I've I've been that person before. And I again, I in the previous uh, conversations we've had. You know, I explained where I was on that. I was ready to exit 
PDR because I just, you, you get to this hopeless state and you stop believing in yourself, you know? So what do you say to that person who, who, even though you tell them the words, you got to believe in themselves and yourself, you, and it, which is true. You have to, you absolutely have to see yourself as the authority in this field. And if you don't look to the ones who do see themselves as an authority and emulate what they're doing and do it for the, your customers, because you are their, their leader at that point. Uh, but it take it took a long time for me to get to that level, you know? And like, I'm just wondering what would we say to the, the never give up who's, who's you, experiencing that right now. You never give up. You don't, you don't quit people. Every person who's, who's gone, listen, we've all gone that, that path. We've all felt like crap. We've all wanted to give up in this industry somehow, some way we, none of us will hit a high note the whole career. I'm sorry, dude. Like, and if you didn't, you weren't trying, <laughs> you weren't trying to be better. Don't nobody can like, don't bull crap yourself listening to this podcasting. Oh, I never went through that. Then, then you haven't, you haven't pushed yourself because regardless if you're learning this trade or you're, you're in the middle of this trade and you're, you're maybe you you lost your accounts and now you're trying to get into the retail or vice versa. Maybe you're trying to get more retail accounts and you're hearing no, no, no. Don't be afraid of that. No, don't listen to the other side of your brain because it's a mental thing. It's a mental game and you can't quit. You quit, you lose. If you love this and you want and you see yourself doing this and you, you know this is for you, you don't quit. You just don't. And you put yourself in a position where you, you can succeed. You know, you don't, you, don't, you don't sit there and sit in bed or feel sorry for yourself and, and, and go, gosh, I wish I could, I could do this or, you know, I, I, I can't do this, but, you know, uh, poor me, poor me, poor that. Sorry, but God helps those who help themselves. And you have to get off your butt, get out of bed, and go out there and hustle. and and. Get, do every opportunity you can to succeed. Put yourself in positions. Go do stuff for free to get better. Go to the dealerships. Go, go make some deals. I'm not saying like underball everybody. I'm saying give yourself some opportunity to get some experience. I'm, I'm just speaking out of like the different things. But if you, you ask me, this is what I'm trying to say. But I think it comes down to, Joe, is you don't quit. That's, a, that's the last thing you do. Right. I, I quit. I quit in 2000. I felt sorry for myself. And really, I lost 17 accounts. But I realized if I didn't help myself, nobody was going to help me. No, you, you think anybody's yeah. going to go help me and get me 17 more accounts? Oh, hey, you know, Mike, oh, you had a bad, you know, bad life. I understand that. But let me give you some more accounts. No. You have to go do it yourself, regardless if you if you need more money or if you want to get better at PDR, go get better training. Everybody, go go do like if you feel like you need something to help your skills, go find somebody to help you. Hang out with experts and and put yourself. In, that's what I mean by putting yourself in positions. Go to seminars, yeah. learn how to market yourself better. Go on the internet, go to YouTube, learn the Photoshop <clears throat> stuff. Like learn to market yourself and and do it. 
but I don't know, maybe I'm preaching or whatever, but you asked me and that's, that's exactly what I would do. I would life coach your butt and say, don't feel sorry (laughs) for yourself and don't quit. Absolutely. That's, uh, it's beautiful, Mike. That's, that's the camp part, huh? Dude, it's life, man. Right. Yeah. You know, there's a saying, there's a saying, dude, they say, I don't know who, who said this, but I heard it once and says, we don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. Ooh, I never heard that one, dude. Yeah. I, I think that part of our training is failure, you know, and sometimes putting ourselves out there, like you said, you know, kind of going out on the limb, challenging yourself and that those jitters that you feel, you know, realize that that's, that's you about to learn something. Even if you fail, you're going to grow from this. But you, gotta, you have to also be receptive to it. Yeah. Because there were times where I wasn't. And I just was, like you said, that was the guy kind of licking my wounds and feeling uh, feeling sorry for myself. Like, oh, man, the world doesn't love me. You know? And, and this is, uh, it's just, I'm going to fail. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Well, that, trust me. It, it's funny. Like, if you... It, I want to let, I want to, if you guys stay alone by yourself long enough, you, you start thinking these thoughts, trust me, right? Everybody's thinking it, right? You, you're, maybe you have a whole day of you by yourself. You're at the shop. I don't know about you. Sometimes these, these things go like, well, I wonder what this person does. What, what, wonder what, like it, there's things that go through your thoughts that has nothing to do with reality. It's all in your head. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like a lot of these, these problems are these, these challenges we have, we create in our own head. It's, it's amazing how powerful the mind is. We either already know we're succeeding or we know we're failing, but we've already decided either or. Yeah. It's, it's true. It is true. Absolutely, man. We sometimes we're, we're our own worst enemy. We you are. Know, like, uh, like I used to obsess about, about my competition, you know, and, you know, you could argue that like we, we touched on the videos that I've put out here recently, um, on Instagram and my videos right now, those latest videos precisely talk about, you know, uh, bad PDR. And in a way I'm calling out the bad competition that was, and you should. It's not up to par, and I think we should. <laughs> you should. But if absolutely, and and I, but I couldn't have done that a couple of years ago because I wasn't in the same place mentally um, that you say what you're saying about like we, our mind plays tricks on us, and in my mind, those those competitors had more power over me. Yeah. Because I made built them up in my mind as this these entities that were just you know they were going to win no matter what because they had the ultimate weapon and that was the low price and i since reconsidered all that and started thinking you know what like i've said before like i can either compete with them or just outclass them and instead just find a way of articulating it to and take action articulate this to the to the public and let the public decide. Okay. If you want cheap dent work, go for it. Be my guest. But for those who 
want it done right, this is another option for you. And, and But my point of bringing all this up is, like I said, I, I was kind of, I was creating, I was building them up into something that they couldn't possibly live up to, you know? Um, and it was, it was, you know, beating me up mentally. What, what made you like switch? Like all of a sudden, like, well, let's just say, stop feeling sorry for yourself and doing something about it. What, what made you, what, what made your mindset go a different direction? Um, I think it was on one end, it was just being tired of feeling that way. You know, just like, I felt like a victim, like just powerless. Like I was handing my, the power to somebody else that was made up in my mind. And then on the other hand, I was at the same time, you know, getting the word out about pricing and, and it rang true with certain types of customers, certain types of consumers and enough of those people, you know, that helps, you know, you get enough people saying, you know what, this is worth every penny and more. People would literally tell me that Mike, after I, I, after they handed me a, a check for, you know, 1500 bucks or whatever, and they'd say, I, you know, it, they, I literally have had people say, I would have paid more for this. Yeah. And not everybody says that. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm, and I don't want, I don't, I don't want to, yeah. Most I'm going to go work for you. Well, okay, <laughs> dude, I'd be honored. But, uh, but no, most people, let's face it, most customers don't ever show their cards like that, but there's been a few occasions. And also I don't want to discourage your listeners into thinking that, Oh, this, you know, Joe's got this awesome, perfect, scenario you know i don't um joe i just want to let you know our listeners do not think that way of you i don't feel that way and and you're the most like i said you're the most transparent humble guest i've had dude all right and and this is uh this is this is great i mean this what you say is relatable i mean there's hundreds of guys listening to this podcast right maybe thousands one day at a time um, but, but I'm just saying that, that you, you can relate because what you say makes sense, Joe. I mean, I've, I, I've been there too, right? And if you've been in the game long enough, or if you're just getting in, you, you've already felt it and you keep, you feel it a good two or three times in your career like this. Right. And I, I, I just saying that this, these emotions, shall we say, um, what do you, what do you do? I know you still have them and I, let's just put it this way. I don't have the nervousness of going to customers, but I do have anxiety, business anxieties. Like if you want to say it like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I guess man. that's what we I could mean, say. It. I mean, now that if you want to say it like that, I would call it PDR business anxieties, regardless if it's a customer that you're going to, or, you know, you're, you are, you know, you lost an account or something like that. I guess that's what we, I guess we can label it. Right. How do you handle that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, like I said, it's all relative. I think, you know, like your, what causes anxiety in you, Mike, is going to be different than what causes anxiety. And from one of your trainees, as you were saying before, you know, it's a much different ball game. You know, you, you have so much experience and, or what happened on, uh, you know, how Jim was so bold to, uh, admit that he was nervous to work on this brand new Beamer you know, that was his, that's what caused anxiety for him. It's all relative. Uh, what caused anxiety for me at this point is if I don't have my shit together, 
and basically uh, set up the situation right. And I'll give you an example and I'll keep it brief. A couple of weeks ago, I had some anxiety because I basically had to face my ugly old self in the mirror from a bad decision that I made a couple of years ago with a shady client and I lost 4,000 bucks because I didn't have my shit together. I didn't have the paperwork signed. I did not have a contract. And we can, that's another topic we can talk about in the next one, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but because I didn't have things set up right. And you know what? I got anxiety because I was going to go and talk to this person one more time after a, a couple of years now. And uh, I was going to, you know, share my, my, my last blessing you know, opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but I was feeling anxiety driving on the way there because there was a little bit of a hair of a possibility to get my money. And I knew it really was a snowball's chance in hell. Yeah. Right. And I didn't end up getting my money obviously. Um, but needless to say, I was starting to feel some anxiety and it was something that it was like an old wound opening up, you know, from that I had put behind me for the most part, but it, it, it came back and I had to put some closure on it, you know, and on the way there, you know, I was feeling anxious a little bit and to the point where, you know, we're talking, now we're talking real and you, you know, you mentioned you get a little bit of anxiety with the business stuff, you know, cause you're going, especially if it's something that like, there, like the sky's the limit in business, right? I mean, you could potentially always be going out beyond your comfort zone in business infinitely. And you're always going to have that chance for anxiety. In my case, I was feeling that anxiety to the point where it was like starting to feel pressure in my chest, dude. And I've experienced that before, um, never with like the technical aspects of PDR, but in other areas of my life before. And um, I started telling myself like, dude, like I had this conversation with myself. I was like, why the hell are you feeling this way? You know, I'm driving and, and it wasn't like an emergency situation, but I was just starting to feel that little bit of pressure, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's not good, you know? And I thought, why are you, are you emotionally connected to this money? I mean, it's not, I mean, $4,000 is a lot of money to me, but it's not going to make me or break me. I mean, that, that's for a hail guy. That's like a trunk lid in three hours, <laughs> right? But, but for, for a Southern California quite, dealership, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But for a guy, you know, for a guy that did dents for a dealership, in Southern California, you know, that's, that's quite a few cars. Anyway, I was like having this conversation with myself, like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? You're, you're emotionally connected to this money. Are you, what are you afraid of? You know, none of that work, dude. Cause when you're in that, in that frame of mind, yeah. like there's no, I mean, I guess it depends on what you're feeling, but what I ended up doing was something we call breathing square. You know what that is? No. So basically, it's almost like a meditative breathing. And basically, you, you inhale for three seconds slowly. And then you hold it for three seconds. You count to three. You hold it. Then you exhale for three seconds. Then you hold it again, three seconds. You do that until you 
you bring yourself back to earth. And I did that about three cycles. Again, I'm driving. And dude, I felt better. I felt, I, because it was affecting me. The thought, the emotion was affecting me physiologically. So it's kind of like letting, letting bad energy out. Is that what you're saying? Kind of like. Kind of like that, not, you know, not to sound too voodoo, you know, but, <laughs> but it, it was, I mean, this is something that, you know, people use, you know, that it, and it's, yeah, you're like letting bad energy out and, uh, you're, you're affecting your, your, your body now in a positive way. And oddly enough, like I felt like a little bit of adrenaline kick in, you know, that, that feeling, that warm feeling you get like after an altercation or something, you know, or, you know, and, um, and I felt good. I felt ready for the conversation. Good. After that, I would have probably went to a voodoo store like you just thought and got a little doll and freaking stuck some pins in it and put his face in it. We get back pain right here. And, you know. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, no, dude. I mean, look, whatever remedies, you know, you, you really do have to take a break off of something no matter what. Okay. Like we all know that if you're working on a dent, you, you're frustrated get the heck off it, you come back, you feel better. And yeah. I think that's the thing. But now you're talking about money, right? And and really, money does give a lot of people anxiety. It does. Uh, why? Regardless. Because they, you why know why? You I because I Because they, because, I'll tell you why. Because my mom was a really good teacher when she taught me this. She said, Michael, money is a tool, nothing else. Remember that. And I remembered that. And I that's why I say, and I made this saying up. I and I'm I, I've said this since I was young. When it comes to money, people act funny. If you realize that and you know that, you will always understand that if you let somebody borrow money, and I'm saying this in quotes, borrow money, you gave it to them. Yeah. Don't if you want your money back, don't don't borrow don't let anybody borrow money from you. Because borrowing money is giving money. And that's how we have to look at our skill. That's right. Because if you don't want to lose your money, don't lend any money. And but I'm not saying, but why does people why do people it's so important to people to money? It's because they they mix it up like it's not a tool, like it's a possession instead of a tool. Money gives you opportunity. That's it. It brings opportunity. And yes, I understand that's why people are so protective over it because they want to keep the opportunities. But money goes in and comes out. And that's why I say when you really love what you do, especially this business, everybody, is that money follows passion. You can't force money to you can't force passion to follow money it just doesn't work like that so but i do think people mix up money too much that they let it dominate them oh i gotta make a hundred thousand dollars this year i'll feel better if i make two hundred thousand dollars i'll feel better if i do this listen man if you you don't if you're not happy with 10 bucks in your pocket you ain't gonna be happy with a hundred thousand great point period I, I, it's I, like, that's the way I think it's like, uh, 
we assign the, a dollar with more than its monetary value, you know, like it's worth more than that because we're it really is because we're we're emotionally attached at that point when we when we feel that way. Yeah, and I said at the beginning of the podcast before you came on, I said, man, don't be don't don't be don't don't be wishing what you don't have. Be thankful for what you do. Definitely, man. I mean, like if you have children, everybody out there, man, that is the best gift you can have in your whole lifetime. You know, that's that's the most precious thing you have, and besides your your spouse. Absolutely, man, and and that's that's motivation in itself to go out and. That's and, what you work for. You challenge know? yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 what you you know the f the fame. You know, those are the ones. Those are the ones you serve first, right? That's right. That's right. I mean, man, and and listen, I, going back, not getting too crazy on people, but man, this is like this is the best career in the world, man. As long really as you is. have your, as long as you understand your priorities, and you know, you know, you you have point A, and you want to get to point B, and you have goals that you want to do, and yes, you're gonna have anxiety. PDR anxiety as you get as you go through that because you're challenging the hell out of yourself getting there. But don't don't let money dictate, you know, that that shall I say that path and, and deter you. It's not yeah. that's not what it is, man. But I yeah, absolutely and if you don't mind that I was watching your video, because we're gonna talk about that video that you did. And you were calling okay. out, you were calling out bad repairs and there was obviously a really messed up drilled hole and, and the way you were saying it was really, really good. Thank you. What did, what, what's making you decide to do these type of videos? And you said before you wouldn't have done it. Now what, why, what changed your mind now? I mean, what, what, why are you doing it now? Okay. Um, well, before I didn't do it because I would have been too emotionally attached to the subject. Like I would have, it I'm wouldn't have off. come across the way. Yeah. I would have been <laughs> pissed off. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, cause I love it, dude. you know, cause I used to think that way. I used to think these people are taking, they're eating my lunch, you know, and they kind of were because they were better at getting in front of the, the customers before I was, cause I was hiding out in a dealership, you know, but I, so I didn't want to, I changed my, my tune because I, I was, I'm no longer emotionally attached to it. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm still pissed off <laughs> and that's a good energy too. But, um, but I I'm care. not, yeah, I care. But the main thing is I care about my customers. I really do. I sincerely do. I can, I care about, because I talk to these people, these customers, and they tell me the stories. And we've had these conversations too, where, where we, you know, you, you and your listeners have experienced this before. We've all have where you deal with that customer who had a bad PDR experience. Well, that's what's going in these videos because I feel like it has to be said. That's, that's the other part of it is that it's a service to them. It's a free service. You can, if you will, uh, that, me basically telling them, look, this is how it should look, and this is how it shouldn't look. So choose wisely. You don't have to choose me. If it's not what you want, then that's fine. But this is this is the op the option that uh, 
the, the better option. This is closer to factory spec, right? It's also part of my campaign for the last two years. Last year and this year, I've been putting out very slowly at a snail's pace these the pricing assessment repair videos. So it's part of that whole thing. And Instagram has a really cool uh, program with IGTV. And you know this, and I know this, but I don't know if a lot of your listeners uh, know that you can have these little series on your on your Instagram account where you can name them and basically put a description under. So that that bad PDR video is part of a series that that's filed under bad PDR and and it explains to the viewer or the potential the would be PDR customer that this is a, a compilation of videos that you can you know look at and you know help you in your research for finding the right PDR tech um, just as the other videos I have a series on motorcycle tanks and fenders and then another uh, video series on uh, pricing uh, repair you know assessment repair videos and you know I'd like to just have that as my platform as my kind of my framework once again as to communicate to the people and answer questions for them yeah. and like I said it's it's almost like I look at it as a free service for them it's my it's my obligation because I once again I'm, I'm an authority on, on our subject just like you are then that's that's my point like how can anybody say complain about the industry if you ain't doing anything about it <laughs> it's plain and simple right. i hear people play oh there's too much of this and there's this bad yeah. this and bad that well what are you doing about it yeah yeah I, I remember getting calls from you know local techs that you know are kind of friendly competitors and they'd be saying like yeah bro we gotta we gotta get our prices up and I'd be like, first of all, don't call me brah. <laughs> Secondly, we don't have to do anything. Yeah. I'm going to do this this way because this is how I'm happy doing it, man. This yeah. is, I, I, I think that's the other thing is like, I turned a corner when I realized, holy shit, man, life is so short. And we, I can either play this game like this, you know, let somebody else decide my fate or I can take some risk do you think and I can, do, you, do you think joe do you think that that the losing some of your accounts that you mentioned on another podcast earlier and, and listeners if you're catching up on that do you do you think it was for the good or do you do you still obviously wish you had the accounts or what's your take on that right now oh man well okay uh, that's a great question because the answer the short answer is absolutely it was the best thing that could happen to me um, technically I'm still kind of digging myself out of that hole financially, but it, I know it in my heart that that was the best thing that could have happened to me a couple, you know, a while back when it first started, I didn't necessarily feel that way. Yeah. Um, but that you mentioned it, that experience that I explained earlier where I had that confrontation with, you know, civil converse, or confrontation, mind you, there's no no uh, physical stuff or, or belligerence or anything, but that with that uh, general manager that I was talking with about trying to get my money, they were wanting me to come back to the dealership and do work for them. 
um, I had gotten a call again, long story short here. I'd gotten a call from, a, you know, I made a lot of friends at that particular dealership for in all the years that I was working at over there as you know, we all do. And, uh, one of my, you know, acquaintances over there had called me and said, Joe, we need you back, man. And I think we can get you back your money. I'm going to try. And, and I appreciated his efforts, but you know, it was futile, but the irony, Mike, is that that call came in the day before Halloween, which was the end of October. Basically that was a Friday. Uh-huh. And, uh, I had had my, I, that was October. I was able to replace basically the 80% of income that I had lost. Uh, well, let me, let me rephrase that. I had had my best month in that last October since way back when I was still doing work for that dealership. So basically I replaced all that, that, that missing revenue for the month with retail work. Again, this is relatively speaking, this is not dent time numbers. It's dent Evo numbers, (laughs) different scale, man. But it was a victory for me because, you know, for the first time I got for, at least for last month, I got back, back in the game, dude. And it was based on good doing things the way I wanted to. And I was happy. And the irony is that this, this gentleman had called me basically calling me back to that account on that Friday. It was the last day of the month. And, and I was tempted, man. It was like temptation. It was like a little devil on my shoulder, you know? Yeah. And, and of course I wanted to recoup my losses, but I mean, honestly, the offer still stands. I could go back there. Doesn't it make you feel so like, so independent? Like, yeah, I did this man. Like, I'm Absolutely. not, I'm not dependent. I'm not letting anybody control my future ever exactly. again. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I feel I can breathe, dude. And all the time that you I can was sleep there, too. Cause I know, yeah. I know, I, I mean, listen, I still have a couple, couple accounts left. Right. And, and I don't, I'm not going to cut you off, but listen, I still in the conscious of my head, I'm like, okay, well, you know, when am I going to lose the account? I'm just, I, if I don't think like that, then I'm, I'm an idiot. Okay. I mean, and I don't want yeah. to call you guys saying, if you don't think like that, you're idiots. I'm not, I'm not calling my listeners that or anybody who's listening, period. I'm not saying that, but, but be prepared, like somewhat be prepared mentally and have a game plan, you know, backup. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, I think it's sure. great, Joe. I mean, she's, that, that's interesting though. Super. But look at yeah, you man. wouldn't, Thanks. you Joe. You're only going to get better, though, man. You only you oh, only go. I up. love it. I know, I know. I love it, dude. I love the potential. I love, uh, you know, looking at okay. I can start making projections now. You know, and uh, and it, it's and you know what, Mike? It's the work I love to do. It really is. Um, whereas you know where I was before, it wasn't really the best. It really wasn't the best fit for me because. I was having to rush through these used cars and, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, pissing on used car wholesale work by any means. We, we both have friends, good friends who, who that's how they make their income and they kick ass at it, quite frankly. And, and I learned from talking to those guys. I also am seeing 
you know, like I mentioned earlier, I had to go stare at my ugly old self in the mirror with bad decisions that I had made. And those guys, talking to those guys, I can, they have, they have really good relationships with their, with their dealership accounts that I, I could have improved on had I, had I known what I've learned from them, you know? So there's that other part is accountability. And I think if we can take accountability for where we screw up, I think then we, we take ourselves out of the victim's role. Absolutely. And, and we can be, be, uh, we can have a, some power in Own the situation. It. Own it. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're right. Own it. Like, Hey, yeah, I, I can, I can vouch for that, Joe. I mean, I, I'm no angel, man. You know, I, I'm going to tell you, you, guys, you, you listeners, I'm going to tell you, I was a hack when I was younger. Dude. I was, I did Me some, too. I did some pretty like shameful stuff that I don't even want to mention here. Okay. But, <laughs> but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go I'm there, but uh, I'm just, but I am a member. Okay. So whatever club you yeah. wanted, you were in, I, I was probably, I probably was the VIP club a membership, but <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you and I both, man, we used to, uh, we used to do whatever we had to do. But you, you know? know what? This and, is, this is PDR life though. You lived, you've learned, you've experienced, right. And now you're growing, you're going, okay, listen, we all have choices. We either want to get better or we don't. And then when we don't want to get better, we feel sorry for ourselves. We, we stay in that feel sorry for ourselves mode. And that's the yeah. worst thing you could do because you're, you're not owning it. And it takes you longer to, to realize, dude, I need to take accountability for my own actions, man. What am I going to do about it? Right. You know, that's right. And that's why I tell people, regardless if you're first learning PDR, are you going to go back to your job full time or are you going to go back to PDR and suck it up? Because you're going to get your ass kicked no matter what. You think you get your well ass kicked? Yeah, you might as well get it over with because financially, you're going to get, if you know you're going to get your ass kicked, you might as well get your ass kicked for a shorter time than you are at a career that you hate. Yeah. And, or if you are, if you hate doing accounts, then go do your retail, build your retail. You don't want to do retail. You don't like dealing with customers. Go out there and hustle with the wholesales and the body shops and the detailers and get do stuff. But don't sit on your butt and feel sorry and blame the competition because the p- competition isn't doing anything to you. You've got to do it. You right. can create your own future. So, all right. how how do you put yourself in front of of Instagram though, Joe? Uh, are you? Are you doing anything particular or are you just posting, you know, when you can? I pretty much just post when I can. Um, I don't, I, you know, dude, I always kind of go against the grain of everything. You do, man. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why, dude. It's like, uh, and it's to a fault sometimes, you know? Yeah, but your video, your videos are like, I'm going to tell you right now, dude, your videos are very compelling. Like they, they, I, I, I scroll through and I sit and I, oh, here's Joe again. Oh, great. What am I to do here? I'm going to listen to this one. And I'm like, damn it. Right on. <laughs> damn it. You inspired me. I'm like, damn, I got to do something like that too, man. So That's awesome. I, it's really, it's really good, Joe. I, you got to put more up, man. Yeah. Thank you for that, Mike. I really appreciate that. It means a lot, dude. Seriously. Um, I, 
I've told you, dude, it takes me forever to make those videos. And, you know, I just, you know what we get you and I going to do when you, when we see each other again, like in person, we're going to have like, we're not going to do dance together. We're going to do video stuff together. Cool. And we'll, we'll yeah. just kind of like, 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 I'll go, I'll, I'll show you what I do and, and yada, yada back and forth. I mean, I, I think it's going to be, know. it'll be cause I know you're like me. That's how I used to get stuck on videos. Like, Oh no, I got to do, yeah. you got to, you want to be it so polished and yada, yada. Yeah. And then right. you get, you're, then you burn yourself out halfway through your polished video and you're like, I'll come back to it later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. That's, that's right? exactly what's happening. And next thing happening. you know, you got 16 videos that you never finished. Right. Yep. So yeah, trust me. I know, dude. Oh, you, you know a little bit about that. Yeah, a little you? bit, Piquito. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, hey, dude, anytime you're willing to train me on, on videos, I'll, I'll be there. You let me know. Um, I, you know, dude, I, I want to start posting more. And, uh, and I, I have so much footage, dude. And, like, and not just on my phone, but like on multiple cameras. And, and, uh, and I, the thing is, I save them all on a, on a external hard drive and I, I have them all filed up, you know? And so they're ready to whenever I'm ready and maybe I should sell them to guys <laughs> if they don't <laughs> mind me being in the, in the video. But, I, but I was, I mean, now, I've got a guy that, right but, here. Watch him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You too can have your own Mexican with a Denny shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you're funny man i i think it's made my career a lot funner and it's it's a lot i mean the editing part is grueling and even a little mo emotional for me because i i i want it perfect you know and 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 i mean maybe emotional is not the right way to say it because i'm not like on apart when i'm doing them but it just takes me forever but on those ones the, the like that video, that last one I did of the correcting someone else's work, you know, I wanted to make sure that the viewer didn't see me as being all high and mighty, first of all, yeah, and like yeah. a Mr. Perfect and stuff, because I'm certainly not just exactly. Well, look, all those F ups, those mess ups that, that I have in those videos are I've done all that. OK, and I and it caused me to like question like so who's making these mistakes you know is it somebody who just doesn't give a shit like, like jim said you know um is it somebody who has the potential or the the skill to do it but they're not doing it right because they're not being paid enough probably somewhere in there and then or is it somebody who who just doesn't know it's just ignorant to what's possible either in the you think like I do. Really? Yeah, you think like I do. I mean, I I, I want to just, just say, oh, this guy's horrible and talk all kinds of smack, but maybe that person's in the position that I was once in when I was exactly. younger. You know well, what I mean? Because we, we all did that. Yeah, and that's no, why I, that's I, you I know in the forums I used to get so mad back in the day like there well, you were on you were on doording.com weren't you back in the day? I, I was I, I was a passive member like I I didn't ever I didn't want to get into those freaking well, you you remember when someone talking yeah exactly <laughs> well, I was I was in the middle of that but you know, I, I was, know you were <laughs> well so, you you defended yourself really well man I have to say because there were some there were some characters in there. Yeah. Well, there's still characters out there, but you know, hey, and, and so, yep. so when those characters 
when a new person came in and asked question, oh, what about this? And maybe they didn't have a great repair. I remember guys jumping all over them like white on rice, dude. And I go, and I said, how dare you guys attack a newbie like that, dude? Instead, you could be supporting them and helping them get better, which is helping your own industry get better. And giving right. them some some suggestions and, and and support, so they won't go out and do it again. But but we have short short term memory. Oh yeah, we 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 came out of dent school or training, perfect. Yeah, we never popped paint or cracked it or poked it or drilled too many holes or broke panels, broke windows. No no no, we were perfect. But. Right. I'm just letting reminding you veterans out there who are quick to judge, just remember how you were. So give give some of the newbies a break. And if you do see somebody out there, give them some support. But going back to what you said, Joe, I felt this I, I when I see a dent like that, I feel the same way. And I didn't mean to throw you off track, dude. So go ahead. No, man. No, it's all good, dude. It's uh I agree one hundred percent. I mean, I think uh, you know, and I think I was done making my point about the, I think it was the video on. Uh, what's, on your, the what's your next video coming videos. up? Um, well, I've got one on an M2 competition roof that had a, uh, it's like an eight inch crease like that cars. was total. Yeah, they're pretty cool, man. Sounded like it sounded just angry <laughs> when, when he <laughs> fired it up, man. But, uh, and on that one, a, and I know who this technician is who, attempted it uh, he's a guy local to my market and and i i don't i don't call their names out or anything um but basically long story short this technician had you know, he's a long time like probably 30 years into it from what i understand anyway he quoted 345 bucks for this eight inch dent on on a roof of this m2 and uh he obviously didn't know about glue pool or maybe he did and just didn't think it could be glue pool, but basically he went under the headliner and tried to wedge a tool and into the brace. And okay. So this eight inch crease was like right on the very front leading edge of the roof. Um, uh, just in front of the windshield or, or just behind the windshield, the top of the windshield, you know? Yeah. So if you can picture that yeah. and, uh, he he tried to get in there that way and it put all these high spots all over and uh and he told the customer you know i you're gonna have to take it to the body shop didn't even bother knocking it down no and uh so the guy goes to the body shop and guess what the body shop calls me you know and or he gave they gave him my number because this body shop they this body shop again once again they use they actually use the guy that attempted it but they call me when they want something done, you know, like this, and, which is fine, dude. You know, in my my no, that's here is bull not, crap. That is bull crap, Joe. It, look, it, you know what, dude? I you don't know, want those sixty-five dollars. Why, why can't? Why, why, yeah, but why? You, you shouldn't. I mean, that's oh gosh, that's yeah, man. No, nah, man. You know, I'm not sore about it. I used to be. 
it used to piss me off, man. <laughs> good, and, yeah, good. I'll be pissed off for you, man. I'm, okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm, I'm turning you, my anger. You and I are polar opposites sometimes, man. Like maybe, we're, we're on the maybe, same page sometimes, most of the time, but well, sometimes we're like emotional. Listen, I think I'm a little more emotional than you on that. Well, maybe you know, maybe I'm tired of getting ran right, over, man. Calling, <laughs> well, don't hey, run over so my friend I. Dan Evo, man. So am I, dude. So am I. I, I, uh, I used to handle my anger in a different, much different way, my friend. And I've got the scars to prove it. Yeah, I know. And it doesn't work. It does not work. Yeah. It, it's not the right hey, way. Hey. And I, yes, exactly. <laughs> Breathing square, man. How do you think I know about all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, um, I try to channel it uh, more positive now and, and through the videos. And that, that's like another language that I've learned, you know. And it's beautiful because it, it's very gratifying now. It's very gratifying because I can now I have the tools in my arsenal, including this little phone. And That's right. This Instagram and whatever other platform that comes along, I'm going to utilize it to get my message out. And I'm not going to be afraid to even the risk of sounding like a pompous prick. I don't want to sound like that <laughs> when I'm saying, hey, this guy, yeah. look what he did to this car, you know, but. It's important. It's important it, to the person who's listening or who's who's uh, who's want, who has a dent in their car right now, and they want to know. They want answers. Okay. Yes, they want to know how much. That's not an unreasonable question. They want to know how much it's going to cost. They want to know what's it look like. What's the process like? Is this going to f up my car? Is it what you know? This is. They want to know. I'm doing it for them. That's right. And what is. You know, we all have a business, right? We and we all want to go, you know, pick the type of business. I see. I'm I'm more. I don't want the people assuming that the the repair is seventy five dollars or fifty dollars or stuff like that. I put the pricing on my stuff, and I've been doing that lately, which is fine. I'll save that for another time. You and I, because I want to give it some. I want to simmer on that, and let it, and come okay. back to the audience later about that. But, all right. But you, going back to your point. Damn right, you have to educate them about bad repairs, Joe. I mean, you you have to. I mean, people just don't know. They they don't realize PDR is like plastic surgery for their vehicle, man. Yeah, they just don't realize that. They think that just because someone knows, just like I think you said in the in your in your video, you said just because someone says they're a professional or or paintless dent repair technician, basically in your own word, basically you're comes down to it just because they they say they can do pdr doesn't mean they're good that's right doesn't qualify them as a good pdr tech you know i i i think honestly everybody if you're listening to this podcast which you you are do your part educate the customer like in your post yeah have you been noticing i've been putting longer descriptions now in my posts yeah people read it yeah i i think so you know and i think it's always when like we said, you know, it's the person who has a dent right now. Maybe, maybe ninety percent of the people, or ninety-nine percent of even of the people that scroll through, maybe are just passing through. But if you do that every single day, there's going to be one person or one percent of your viewers that see it, or they're going to search dent repair near me, or they're going to get referred by somebody. Oh, use Dent Time, and they're going to go and click on. Let's see what this guy's all about. And they're going to see that pose. They, they they do, ladies and gentlemen. I've I, I and listen, people. I I get about three to five good leads a week on Instagram, and I have people 
even though I, I, I send it to Shane, Chris, Steve, Lee, I get a lot of people from LA that just want to come down and get their debts yeah. taken care of all the way from Los Angeles. Market your company, ladies and gentlemen. Post as frequent as you can consistently. Remember, you're not bugging the other dent guys. You're, you're applying for a job for your customers. That's what I do. You don't have any dents to take. Take photos of yourself. Get in front of the camera. Take some interesting action shots. I get, I've been getting upset my cut my text lately. I was like, how come you guys sending me before and afters? You know, you guys, I, I need to put some before and afters up, you know? That's, that's your job, Toledo. <laughs> no, they, they, they go out there and do the repairs, and I'm like, hey, give me, give me some before and afters. And they send me some photos. I'm like, this looks like crap. I can't post that. Like, where's the, like, yeah. it looks like a total different photo. <laughs> oh, man. It's hard, dude. I mean, I mean, okay, I shouldn't say that. It's easy with what we have now if we put effort into it. But even still, man, like I get all perfectionist on those freaking before and after. That's why I don't post mine because I'm like you. Yeah. I'm like, this looks like crap. This doesn't look good. So anyways, I'm not saying the repair. I'm just saying the, the photo. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, exactly. Well, and, and same thing with like the videos, dude. It shows everything, doesn't it? It's like the all-seeing eye. Dude, like, that that's, yeah. oh my gosh, videos are the truth, aren't they? You know, yeah. it looks real well, good. You can, you can see why people don't post that or, or they'll or there's stuff if it's not you know up to par then um i mean what do you recommend to somebody who who's having a hard time taking making those photos look as professional as you do them what do you mean photos or video both either or either post let's just say that like if they're struggling let's say they don't know a damn thing about how to post a professional looking post does it have to be as polished and professional no no it just has to be clear and and not blurry and i said last week or last time on my podcast they say if you guys want better photos clean your lens i heard that you know yeah first of all clean your lens. <laughs> and then novel concept <laughs> and then and then take you know what you need to do so what i do sometimes if i can't get a good photo i'll take a video clip and i'll pan from one side to the other right and then I'll take a screenshot of the of the perfect frame that I that I like, and then save it on my phone. That's my before, and then then I'll pan the after, and then I'll do the after, and then I'll I'll keep the video clip too as well. But that will kind of show you, like, teach you like the best kind of angles to to shoot, and make sure you're not shooting in bright sun. You know, have an umbrella up too as well. Make sure there's not a lot of glare, and make sure the photo looks clear. And then try to take the photo in the same angle. Take What I like to do is if I know I have a money shot, I'll take that one last. Because when you have, you know, you take a bunch of befores yeah. and then you're going back to your, your original one that you like. But then you're trying to line it up because you got like three or four other afters or befores, you know, beyond that. Yeah. Right. So I take the last one that I think is going to be the best shot. And then when I get my and when I'm done with the repair, I'll line it back up to that so i can quickly reference that that before one and then line it up and take my after now there is another app so people if you're still listening to this podcast because we're going a little bit long on this there's a there's an app called before after you heard of it joe yes and, and you, you told me about it actually have you used it no <laughs> but i got a tripod dude i i have i literally 
Oh, I'm you you just you just keep, well, look at you. Well, you do it the right way then. You don't need an app. Dude. So yeah, but you know what, dude? I there's, in fact, I looked for it and I I actually was gonna download it because I there was a day where I really needed it and uh, there were a bunch of before and after. You know how I'm I know you're we, so honest. You know how I know you're so honest, dude. Because most people would say, yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> Yeah, you're like you're like this. You're you're quiet. You're like, no, <laughs> no. I can't help myself. Dude, you, no, so well. Here's the thing. Dude. You go to like, church, I don't search, you? You're a church guy, no, aren't you? Oh, dude. Oh, actually, don't don't get me started. On that. <laughs> okay, all right. Dude. I li- I like metal music, dude. Do you? Yeah, I love I love metal, man. I, I love all music. I, I'm not saying I'm I'm godless by any means, but I have my own spirituality. You know? <laughs> That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm not I'm not religious, so. All right, good. All right, well, I'm I'm not a devil worshiper. Either. No, I know that, dude. <laughs> I know that for sure. All right. Oh, uh, well. are you do you go to church? When my wife drags me, yes, but my wife is, you know, my wife's Catholic and that kids go and they, they, yeah. Listen, <clears throat> Anyways, I, don't I judge respect, me, everybody. Don't be judging uh, me now. I, I respect my, my brothers who are, are religious, man, you know, and they, they, we all come to our, our, uh, where we're at for a reason, you know. Listen, man, we, you know, I don't hurt, any, I don't, I don't hurt anybody, <laughs> right? I, I don't do drugs. I, I, I don't get drunk uh, on purpose. <laughs> and, and 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 uh and i try to be a good person as best i can and that's cool. that's 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 how i live life and i and i believe in god i mean and that's that's the way it is i mean I, maybe i'm going a little too much on this podcast but i'm just saying if people want to know exactly where i'm coming from that's it and i don't judge people as much as i possibly can that's basically how it goes that's how it, that's how i go you follow the golden rule, right? I try. I try. Believe me, life is dude, hard. No, okay. you do, man. No, you do. You, you know, you, you take care of your people, man. You serve a lot. You've, you've served a lot of people, Mike. And you, they're, the people that you've, that you've trained, for example, they go and they feed their families. And they serve a lot of other people, you know, with what they've learned from you. I mean, that's something to be proud of, bro. And you know what? I appreciate that, and I and I and I'm very I am very proud of that. And so, thank you. I appreciate the that. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let this go. Then, Joe, what do you think? I I think we can do that, man. I, I appreciate once again the conversation, bro. This is like uh, I'm getting like free therapy with your podcast episodes here. So you know <laughs> back at you man i'm like i'm feel i'm feeling refreshed i can't wait for thanksgiving oh, man I'm, I'm grateful as a mofo man i got my friend right on. joe hey, from dead evo <laughs> dude the feeling's mutual man i and i think that's a big part of it is gratitude you know you mentioned it earlier being thankful for for your kiddos and your, your wife and your, everything i mean we like i said earlier pd there's good anxiety and there's bad anxiety but pdr anxiety is mostly good anxiety you know? It is. It means you give a crap, everybody. So, you know, yeah. it, it, and, and get out there and try and, and, uh, and, and don't quit everybody. Okay. So thanks, right Joe. On, I man. really appreciate it, man. It's my pleasure. I will have thanks, you Mike. on. We'll have you on again. I'm going to get you on like once a month if you don't mind, dude. So uh, absolutely. People, dude, people like the, to... they want the Joe, Joe Mo Fro Dent Evo series. <laughs> man. Okay. When they, when they get tired of me, just let me know and, 
I'll go back in. You might have to come hole. in here and, and, and fill in for me, bro. So if dude, if they don't mind hearing uh, either like psychedelic music or or some, <laughs> some heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, homie. Well, listen. Thank you very much. Happy. I want you to have a happy Thanksgiving to you and the family, and uh, and don't eat too much, bro. Okay. I'll try not to. Thank you, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, and uh, and to all your listeners. And thanks again, Mike. You got it, Joe. Have a good night, dude. Take care. You too, man. Take care. See bye, bye. Man, Joe Garcia, man, what a stand-up dude. I I know this was a longer podcast. I know it got kind of deep here and there. Um. But that's that's life. That's PDR life, and PDR anxiety. We we definitely need to you know make sure that we don't let it control our mindset. Stay focused. Keep going. And whatever you're feeling, you're gonna get over it. It gets better. It gets better. I'm Mike Toledo. You guys. I hope you guys have a great great Thanksgiving. And uh, shoot, I should just put my music on. I didn't even put the music on. How can I? How can I get out without any music? Right? It is what it is. They said. No, they were who they said who we thought they were. Well, I just screwed that all up. I'll shut up. Get out of here. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs>